AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, a staff writer here at HowStuffWorks.com. With me is my fellow staff writer, guy I like to call Chuck. Charles Chuck Bryant. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm doing great, Joshua. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Chuck. Um, you know, uh, I've been thinking a lot about carbon dioxide. As you are often one to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've come up with the theory that carbon dioxide is getting an awfully bad rap these days. Yeah. All you hear about is uh, your carbon footprint, your carbon footprint, like yeah. your uh, Sasquatch stepping on every beautiful thing on Earth. Exactly. And uh, I, I think that, you know, we are having a problem with carbon dioxide, but... Um, it's it's really us. Yeah, it's a human problem. Exactly. Uh, there's a type of carbon dioxide emission called anthropogenic, which means it's all exclusively human created. Mm-hmm. Now, um, carbon dioxide is a vital uh, part of Earth's processes. It's part of a, a biogeochemical process. Right. Um, the carbon cycle. It's like the the rain cycle, that kind of thing. Um, and there's carbon dioxide stored in the atmosphere, in the ocean, in right. the soil, in plants. Um, th- this is where these are stored. Plants, exactly. Another place that it's stored is in decaying uh, carbon-based life forms or former life forms, say dinosaurs or things like that. Right. You know, stuff that's become things we use for fossil fuel. Mm-hmm. Now, rather than this carbon dioxide being released organically, we're digging this stuff up, burning it, and releasing this carbon dioxide en masse in a very inorganic way. Right. That's called OIL. Which is? Oil. Oh, yeah, right. I thought you were abbreviating something. No, no. Acronym? No? No, just good old-fashioned oil. We gotcha. burn it, and, yeah. and the CO2 leaves as waste, just like in a snap. Exactly. It's not, it's, there's nothing Instead that, of taking place over eons. Right, which is Which how is where happen. our problem comes in. What's the solution? Well, one solution would be to, if you could somehow capture this carbon. <laughs> You're blowing my mind here, Chuck. What are you talking about? I know. You can actually do this. There's three ways you can capture carbon. Uh, one before it's burned called uh, pre-combustion. Uh, one after it's burned called post-combustion. But Logically Before enough. it leaves the old smokestack. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the old oxy-fuel uh, combustion, which is when you add almost pure oxygen to the CO2, and when it burns, it just makes it, uh, allows you to separate it out a little easier. Gotcha. So that's kind of like a post-combustion taken to an extra step. It's post-combustion supreme. Nice. Okay. All right, so so we've got 
a, a way to capture it. And actually, as I understand it, um, a, a, a typical electrical utility or power plant that outfits itself with a, a self-sustaining carbon capture system uh-huh. can uh, can run at like uh, with eighty five percent or ninety five percent less yeah reduced carbon dioxide yeah, emissions. Pretty which amazing. Is, that's pretty significant. Yeah. But you've got all this carbon dioxide. What, what are you going to do with it? Well, uh, ideally, you could uh, throw it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the, the dark recesses of the back of your fridge. Okay. Uh, you can't do that, but we uh, have something almost as good called the abyssal plane. Uh, do you know what that is? I do. That's where the Titanic is, baby. Right, which is deep, deep, deep into the ocean. Two about, and a half miles? Yeah, it's two and a half miles, 4,000 meters 4,000 meters for our Canadian friends. Right, and uh, down there, it's dark, my friend. Very dark. Nothing lives. Nothing grows. No, there's no photosynthesis. It's very cold. Don't kid yourself. No, and there's a heck of a lot of pressure. Uh, almost six thousand pounds per square inch of pressure, which compared would, to about fourteen pounds on the surface. Yeah, I, I would think they'd crumple a full soup can, which yep. is pretty much my measure of power. Right. You know. Yeah. It's very cold down there too. Yeah, it is. It's very cold. It's uh, about two degrees, which is chilly. Okay, so all this makes it makes it an ideal setting. The abyssal plane, an ideal setting for. Um, Carbon dioxide storage, right? Exactly. But okay. the question is, how do you get it down there and contain it? Well, okay. All right, I've got one for you. There was a uh, group in the late 90s who figured you could just put it at the bottom. Uh, right. Because of the pressure and the temperature, liquefied carbon dioxide should be negatively buoyant, which means not only will it not float, it'll actually sink right. and ideally stick to the bottom of the, f- of, of the sea floor. Um, when they tried it, they injected some into a beaker. It turned into this lava lampy glob. Right, stuff, and just kind of floated away. Yes. Yeah. So a, a guy named Dr. David Keith came up with an idea. Put in bags. Right, just like the Ziplocs, except, you know, they're right. not Ziplocs. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, we also already have carbon dioxide uh, pipeline technology. Right, so, so this we could, could happen. Just build it down to the, these planes and, you know, just capture the CO2 um, and put them in these giant bags, which by Dr. Keith's estimate could hold... Um, two days' worth of all the anthropogenic carbon dioxide emissions that we put out. Right, which is great. And you never know, you might be able to use it one day in the future. Exactly. Uh, we may be able to synthesize a, a fossil fuel uh, uh, from this this captured carbon. That's crazy. It my, is. My brain is melted. Nice. That's what I'm here for. So uh, if you want to learn all about carbon capture and storage, we have a lot of articles on it. Go on to HowStuffWorks.com, type in CO2, capture, and storage in the search bar. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 